0: Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of the Schwagcast, episode number 7, fun fact, episode, or not episode, number 7, the number 7 is my favorite number, so I feel like this is a good milestone for me, even though it's not that many episodes we've released so far, and it's like the third week the Schwedcast has been out, I'm just happy we made it to episode 7. Like always, if you're listening to this podcast, go like and subscribe to it, iTunes or wherever else you listen to podcasts on, and also if... The Shwedcast is not on a platform that you listen to the podcast on. Email theshwegcast at gmail.com and I will make sure to get it on that platform because I want everyone to get on this podcast. This podcast is important to me. It's important to other people too. And uh also, Facebook page, go like the Facebook page on Facebook. Twitter, just follow me at Sam I don't think there's a too much of a need to have a whole separate page. I'm just gonna give the updates on my own personal page. So like or follow me on Twitter at Sam S A M S C H W E G L E R. So today on the show, I have my friend and uh, working person I'm working with, uh, David Taylor. We've been co-writing some music, helping him out with his new music projects he's working on trying to get things up and going for him again. And so I'm a key member of that. So that's really cool. And I'm happy I'm getting to work with him. And uh, he's just a great dude. Great to talk about. We talk about music a lot. And we also talk about him. So yeah. That's what we talk about, and it's going to be a good show. And also, there's a Patreon page out there for The Schwedcast. Support the show. A couple dollars a month really helps the show, keeps the show going, and keeps the show as sexy as I've been maintaining it to be. So, like always, you know, patreon.com slash the Like always, go like the page. Sunday night was the 2017 Grammys 2016 was just a phenomenal year in music and it was a great ceremony and they just did it so well and everyone it was just a great way to honor a great year in music to be all honest and I really don't have too much of a uh, complaint on who I think should have won the award or anything because I think everyone who won what award they won won it like fair and square you know in the sense that like These make sense. These make sense that these artists won the award. And overall, it was just a very great performance. So Oscars, you need to learn about this over, you know, you need to learn how the Grammys do it and do that award ceremony the same way. So first and foremost, let's... I'm just going to go on a little bit of rambling right now. Chance the Rapper won three Grammys last night. Best Rap Album, Best New Artist, and Best Rap Performance for his song... No problem featuring Lil Wayne and Two Chains. This is a phenomenal night for the music industry. This is the milestone that has set the way that the record industry and these evil people who aren't in the creative process or in controlling the artists are now done. Being an independent artist is now a stepping stone, and that is the direction the music industry is finally going to be heading in with chances win of three Grammys. Chance. For those of you who don't know, Chance the Rapper has no record label. He is just an independent artist. He's released three mixtapes. That's right, not even an album, just mixtapes. All free, streaming only, and he won a Grammy like his album won. He beat out artists as Kanye West and Drake, which is a phenomenal. I can't believe those two are just giants, and I can't believe that he even beat those. Kanye, you know was a big inspiration for Chance, and, you know, now that the uh, student has defeated the Master, or not defeated, but exceeded the Master, it's just a phenomenal uh, feat, and I know they're probably very happy about that, and, you know, his performance at the end of the ceremony, uh, you know, his uh, How Great Is Our God, puts Chris Tomlin to shame, first off, and second, like, it probably moved every single person who watched it. Like you don't even have to be religious or spiritual in any sense, but that performance just blew me away. And you know, with the first song in the track that he kind of put into it, "Music Is All We Got," such powerful words and such a powerful song to me. And I knew like that song like made me rethink a lot of things spiritually. And of course, this isn't a spiritual podcast. I just wanted to say that. And so I was just so happy that coloring book. One And it's just a great victory night for the music industry that finally the music industry is finally back in the hands of the artists and not uh, the record labels. And so it's just phenomenal. Let's talk about... We're going to talk about the big ones. Song of the Year, Album of the Year, you know, the big ones right now. So both of those, Song of the Year and Album of the Year both went to Adele, Adele for her album 25 and for her song Hello, which just a phenomenal and honestly you can look back, I even said that she was probably going to win this award. But what I think is the way she accepted it was just so humbling because when I've seen Adele in the past when she was, you know, doing 21, she was getting a little bit cocky on the cockier side. Still love her music, but she was getting a little cocky and just how she was like, I don't deserve this award. I think Beyonce deserves this award it was just very humbling for me as a musician to seeing how like they can get along and how it's like, I don't deserve this. Beyonce, you've been so good to me and like, you know, Beyonce was just such a good artist when her album Lemonade is just so powerful of an album. It was just very humbling to see, you know, someone Two people so amazing at what they're doing can be also so humble at the same time. But you know that wasn't she, Beyonce didn't lose completely. She won Best Urban Contemporary Album "Lemonade." Of course, she's gonna win that. She Adele wasn't in it. You know it wasn't too much of a competition, so it was great. I'm glad Adele won something. And you know, obviously, like anyone who deserved an award got an award. Twenty One Pilots, like she, they were in a lot of categories with. Uh, know a lot of other artists, and they won for Best Pop Duo Group Performance. You know, they're probably the most popular duo right now. I think Marion Hill might win it next year. I'm hoping they even get nominated, but I think they will. But, yeah, they deserve the award, and they accepted it in their underwear, which is just hilarious to do. And then Best Pop Vocal Album, Adele. You know, one more time. <laughs> Getting it. Uh, best Musical Theater Album, The Color Purple. You know, I was wanting Waitress to win, but, uh, you know, Color Purple, good, good job. Best Rap Song drake hotline bling I'm glad drake won i think yeah he won two best rap song performance he won two so that was great because like drake was be funny and uh it would have been funny you know he has that like, song grammys on the album views so he's like i don't think i want a grammy i going not think i want a grammy so i was happy he got that best thing uh David Bowie, Uh, the late David Bowie, passed away, you know, but he released an album before his uh, unfortunate passing, and uh, he won some awards, which, I mean, is great because it was a great way to honor such a phenomenal and inspirational musician. But uh, I feel bad for anyone else in that category. You just kind of knew I'm like, yeah, I'm going to lose to Bowie. But, uh, yeah, what a great way to celebrate the uh, late David Bowie. Speaking of it, Lady Gaga's performance with... Uh, Metallica, wow, so cool. Even, uh, uh, I just, I have no words. It was just so cool, and Lady Gaga is so cool, and it was just a cool duo. Actually, I'll see Lady Gaga with anyone, honestly, so that's it. One of the more uh non-known winners, Best Folk Album, Sarah Undercut Current. Uh, I saw her open for Nickel Creek a couple years ago. She's phenomenal, and I'm glad she's finally kind of getting some recognition that she deserves in, uh, what she is doing. Best country album, Sergio Simpson, down here in Nashville, you know, we get a lot. And Sergio Simpson very much deserved that award. He is very good at what he is doing and he's very much doing paving the way for a really good moments in country music. So just great. Dolly Parton want won, <laughs> won another Grammy, you know, with her uh performance with Jolene with Pentatonic, so that was cool. Uh, she deserved that. Best dance recording Chainsmokers, they definitely deserve to get something out of this award. One moment that really moved me last night during the Grammys was Adele's tribute to George Michael. It was just moving, she messed up the song and she had just to start over just because she didn't want to mess it up for him. And it reminds me of this story Jack Black told about how he was doing this tribute concert to the late Elliot Smith. If you haven't heard of Elliot Smith, I want you to go check him out right now. His music is so profound and so beautiful. And we lost him way too soon to suicide. But Jack Black told a story about how he his whole family was there. And he was playing Say Yes, his, one of his staple songs. And he kept messing up the line. and So he had to start it over seven or eight times. And Because he didn't want to mess it up for him. He didn't want to put in a bad performance for him. And that was a story that really touched me as an artist. And so Adele doing that for George Michael, someone who I love. I love... His music, he was just such a unique voice in this world. It was just so touching to me. Overall, I feel like everyone got what they deserved. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, music should not be about, like, a competition. So it was. I feel like the Grammys have done a really good job this year at just honoring great works in music and just a phenomenal year in music that was 2016. Even though a lot of bad things happened, I think, you know, in the sake of music, great things happened. Finally getting off my soapbox that is the Grammys, I want to talk about our sponsors for this week's episode. Our first sponsor is... Ooh, hit the mic a little bit. Lapel, yeah. Rhymes with hell yeah, as in give me a lapel. Yeah, you know, making these awesome pins, and I think I'm going to get one, and I'm also going to use this promo code. You can use promo code SAM, S-A-M, you get 25% off your purchase at lapelia.com So go there, go like it. They have so many cool pins, quality pins. If you want just a quality product and something really cool, Help yourself be a little bit more unique with lapelia.com. Wrestling fans. I know some of you are out there. Go to lapelia.com. You got wrestling fans. My friend Jonathan Bowles, who is the owner of the company, loves wrestling. So obviously you're gonna get some wrestling pins. Super cool. I wanna make like a stay awesome pen for this podcast, and it's awesome. Also, a sponsor for our today's show is Lyft. When you sign up for Lyft, use promo code THESHWEDCAST and you get $50 towards your first few rides, and that is THESHWEDCAST and get $50 towards your first few rides. You know Lyft. Ride-sharing apps. Carpool. You can carpool with someone. You also get a ride. Go out drinking. Have the time of your life. Order a Lyft. Use promo code THESHWEDCAST when you sign up. Get $50 for your first few rides. What is there to lose? Nothing. The Schwedcast is your promo code. Don't forget that. If I haven't made myself clear yet, use that. And now, done with all my ramblings, let's get on with my conversation with David Taylor. And uh, I think you're going to like this, so don't touch that dial. David we're here uh, getting ready to work on some music so last time we had a pretty good session
1: yeah, yeah. we came up with a song I think uh tentatively titled uh, back at it again right mm-hmm. now um yeah turned out pretty good Be
0: fun like I think what we have right now we have like a demo and it's like I put like a drum loop throughout the entire thing and then like this piano riff loop throughout it too and then so and I was thinking like the other day I think we have like I think I have an idea for an arrangement I gotta pull out the bass and like do the slap. I Think like a slap bass kind of thing. Yeah, that could be cool. What song was I thinking of like for a good reference? Uh, maybe like a Katy Perry. There's something with like maybe a Katy Perry slap bass. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Maybe more like a four on the floor type uh, feel to it. what I was thinking. Yeah, that could be cool. Yeah. It's like cause I had I had a like a picture in my mind how it would go more like a dance type song over that. What, what were you thinking with it?
1: Um. Yeah, like dance pop, Maroon Five, mm-hmm. Bruno Mars, some of his popular stuff. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, a little for pop. sure. Have you
0: listened to Bruno Mars's new album?
1: Yes. I bought that was a Christmas gift to myself and that's been on repeat. So Dude,
0: yeah, I got it on vinyl. Like I listened to it like for the first time when I saw it come out. Because twenty four K was like a good song and then Yeah. Like I was just like I gotta listen to this and like that's what I like. I think it's my favorite track on the album.
1: I uh, I was surprised because I bought his first album um, when that came out, and then the mm. the one after that I wasn't I wasn't really a fan of, and then his newer latest stuff I've been just like super in love with. I think he kind of found his niche now and uh, yeah
0: more like. That. So, like, its original stuff is, like, more of that normal singer-songwriter, yeah. like, pop stuff, and, like, they're all, like, breakup stuff, and so, yeah, that was this. And this one, he's kind of, like, went for, like, this R. Kelly feel. Yeah. I think, it's yeah. It's
1: definitely, it's very 90s, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it has, like, this really cool, and it's just, like, really, it's just, overall, I think he just, it's really cool, like...
1: Yeah, it, uh, it's definitely like it reminds me of a lot of the music I listened to growing up with my parents and stuff. So it's mm-hmm. it's a kind of nostalgia feeling, which is funny because I'm sure some of the kids listening to it They've never heard this type of music, and it's a new thing mm. for them. But it's definitely a a, a a cycling of old material, old 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 styles of music. I just
0: love it because he has like this persona. He just like kind of changed his persona. Yeah, it's cool. It's, you know, like Kanye West. I talk about him a lot on the show. <laughs> <laughs> this should just be the Kanye West. Kanye show. Kanye also talks a lot about Kanye. Because <laughs> he like because Kanye West like the you know the rapper like that's a persona, and then in real life like he's just like you know a nice normal dude like the rest of us.
1: I don't know if he's nice but yeah i'm sure he's a normal ish dude
0: <laughs> yeah i listened to like his interview on uh the breakfast club and uh yeah he did wasn't bad at all Like,
1: yeah i think kanye could probably and I, I i think he could be somebody that changes the world i think he just needs the right team around him i think sometimes i think a lot of us will say stuff with good intent and whatnot but uh sometimes our execution of what we're what we're wanting to do and what we're saying isn't the best, and I think that's kind of where Kanye gets tripped up sometimes, mm-hmm. but I think that, as far as an artist, you have to look back at all the stuff he's done and the producer, all the stuff he's done in the past ten years and and realize that he's kind of paved the way for a lot of these guys that are coming out now, they're kind of just biting off what he did and you know kind of building off of it, but he was one of the first ones to do some of that stuff, and he took a lot of risks with fashion and um right. you know, and uh people uh will kind of i don't know as much now as they did before people will always uh you know kind of dis um sampling but uh some of the stuff he sampled i'm like wow i i realize, like i'll go back to listen to the original scores of some of the things he he sampled i'm like how did he even hear his mm-hmm. you know what he heard from that from that original song and so i think yeah I, yes I, i'm one of the ones to say as a producer i think he's genius but um yeah he's Kanye's kanye is kanye is it
0: uh <laughs> Like the way he incorporated panda into a song on Life of Pablo. Did you hear that one? Yeah, yeah. that was really cool. It's so so awesome. I want to bring it back to Bruno Mars. So you bought the album, right? Yes, I bought. So we're one of the few people who actually still buy albums. I actually,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was talking to a friend about that. Yeah, I actually bought it. Yeah. Um. Well, I I downloaded. I don't have a physical copy. Okay, so which I I saw you have the vinyl, right? Yeah, that's awesome. I like
0: the. I feel like with music, it's just like it needs to be physical. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like. Even so, I'm still like on one of my albums. Like there hasn't even been a like physical iteration of it yet, mm-hmm. because I want to do the physical right. And it's like trying maybe jaded thoughts. If you I don't know if you've listened to it, but like I want to thinking about doing it on cassette maybe because it's yeah. too long for vinyl, and I don't like double vinyl albums because it's like yeah. it, it gets annoying when you have to like flip over the songs. Yeah. But so like yeah, when I I still buy music, but I like to buy the physical.
1: No, I'm with you. I uh, it, it depends on who the artist is, but uh, a lot of people, a lot of a lot of artists, I will download their stuff. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of local artists I support, I'll definitely go yeah. physically buy their CDs because I know iTunes and all the other places get a cut. So I want I want the artist to get yeah. as much money as they possibly can. Um, and then <laughs> if I really like the album, I'll buy it twice, probably download it and get the vinyl. So,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: but no, I'm with you there. It's a lost. It's a lost
0: art. <laughs> yeah, and. Was I don't like to buy CDs as much, but I did realize I'm like, hey, if I go to like a used CD store and like these older albums I'm really into, I'm like if I just buy that, like the used CD, it's like really cheap and it's like mm-hmm. I just drop it on my computer, put it in my iTunes, you know? Yeah. Like I love that. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, I think the reason people don't buy music as much anymore is because of like the physicalness that we're missing in uh, music. Yeah. That's what. What do you think about that?
1: I think um, speaking from an artist's perspective, it's kind of unfortunate. I think that you know when the uh, the whole streaming thing became a thing, and everybody was able to file share and and send music from person to person, um, and then you know illegally stream music Mm -hmm. and whatnot, it it benefited, and it also kind of helped. It's it's one of the big reasons I think uh, the record uh, industry is kind of collapsing is because you know us as artists we'll spend thousands upon thousands of dollars to get our stuff recorded and Mm -hmm. then you know people will buy our stuff for free and we didn't you know necessarily recoup any of those funds and um so for me personally as an artist when I see other artists I always try to give them as much money Mm -hmm. as I can if I'm really into their product for sure and then uh, also spreading the word about that artist because I think that you know other people need to know about something when I when I'm in love with it I want everybody to know about it but um I don't know man it's just it's it's, it's unfortunate. I I uh, it's just been a sad. Like I I feel I would have to say of the thousands of songs I own, I've probably only streamed maybe less than a 100, probably 50 or less even um and I every time I do that or somebody will give me something for free, mm-hmm. I feel guilty. I'm like, "Ah, I want to support this artist. I don't want to, you know, get mm-hmm. their stuff for free or I, I even, I just now recently this year with my new iPhone, I just started listening to like Spotify and stuff like mm-hmm. that because I feel, I feel, I just, it just feels weird to me to, you know, get to listen to somebody's music and their full album over and over and yeah. over without actually giving them any money. And I know they get a little cut from Spotify and all that, but it, that's yeah. not much. But mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a hard argument because I think that. You know, there's such a an overwhelming amount amount of artists nowadays that it's kind of um, you know, hard to, you know, from um, the non artist perspective, it's kind of hard to, you know, kind of I guess support um, uh, a bunch of different artists. You kind of kind of pick a few because you're you know limited in funds, but. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's great that you know we could all record in our home studios mm-hmm. and whatnot, but at the same time, it's it, it it is overwhelming sometimes. Like you're always like, oh, there's this new guy, there's this new band, there's this, there's so much going on, and I think that um, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm just going off on a tangent, but uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it all it all it, it's all relative to the the streaming and the um, mm-hmm. whatnot. So,
0: but yeah, um, I don't know. I just think we should. I think the best way to start getting, like, more profit back in music, I think we just need to work harder on, like, the physicalness of it, because, like, and now, you know, the internet, it's like, when you buy something online, like, you always look at reviews, you want to do your research before you buy it, even if it's like... A toothbrush. If you buy a toothbrush, and I'm like, all right, I want to, ma- I want to see some reviews on this toothbrush <laughs> to make sure that like That's I'm funny. getting the quality toothbrush that I need. Yeah. And so, like with music, I feel like with streaming, it's like I want to, I'm going to listen to this first, see if I really like it, yeah. and then I'll buy the physical iteration yeah. of. This product
1: but i think the problem is a lot of people don't do that they'll listen they'll they'll Mm -hmm. they'll 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 test it out on spotify pandora or whatever and then they'll just continue to listen through that and they won't actually spend the money sometimes sometimes they'll go to shows and that's great and then that's where they spend the money but sometimes it ends there they'll just they'll just get it you know they'll stream it and then that that's it but um i don't know i think the the uh, music industry they're trying to figure out ways to um combat that but um who knows how if they're going to um you know i think as us as artists we got to know that uh, the days of us making money from selling our music is, is are are pretty much over mm-hmm. um not that we won't make any money but as that being our main source of income that that's probably you know done with but um you know it, it shouldn't be a thing where we don't create because we're not making money from the music itself you know we're yeah. still like i said live shows uh placements um all kinds of ways to you know continue to generate funds merch all that but um but
0: yeah so i think so yeah so i went and saw tegan and sarah a couple months ago yeah and i'm just like their like merch store was like incredibly expensive like, yeah so you have to recoup those funds <laughs> yeah and i'm like uh i really want to like cause i really wanted to buy like a vinyl of one of their albums or something like that but i was like it was, like, cheaper on Amazon or something like that. Because I wanted to get out of, like, the physical show. Like, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, people used to, like, have to go and get stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so we're, like, go somewhere to get music. But yet they uh, they didn't. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, really, like, expensive. Maybe like, and, like, their shirts were, like, $30 or something like that. Yeah, it was, like, wow. like yeah, I want to spend, like. $30 <laughs> Yeah, a shirt, you know?
1: Yeah. Can you imagine back in the day when people actually made money off music, how crazy that was? Like, your album come out and, you know, you sell however much and, you know, you're actually getting paid because people bought your CD. That's just yeah. like... <laughs> that's a lot. I mean, you know, people are still doing it, but it's, a, it's one out of every million. You know, like, if you're a Drake or Rihanna or even Bruno Mars, people mm-hmm. are actually buying your album and you're getting some money from that, but mm-hmm. you know, the rest of us no, that's not really a thing. So yeah, you have to hike up the prices of your merch and all that and um I don't know. I'm I'm hoping there's a resurgence of um uh of, of rock bands now. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like and, and bear with me on this. I feel like, um personally I feel like music is kind of reflective of what's going on in the world, you yeah. know. I feel like uh you know, if you think back to maybe 2001, 2002, the big uh, the big thing that was going on then was like the sinks and Britney Spears, mm-hmm. Backstreet Boys and all that. And then we had like the nine eleven whole thing that happened. And people were kind of in a darker place and they're like, I don't really want to hear this stuff anymore. And then I think then that's when our, you know, our 2004 through 2008, a lot of the rock bands came about. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was like a whole, the whole era of, of, you know, the Dashboard Confessionals and the Taking Back Sundays and all that. And, um... You know, so I think that, you know, I don't want to get political, but I think that now with a lot of things that are going on in the world that there's going to be a resurgence of rock because a lot of people (laughs) are quite frankly angry. Don't worry, this is an
0: anti-Trump podcast. You can Okay, (laughs) a lot
1: of people are quite angry now. So I think that there's going to be a lot of uh, a resurgence of rock. And um, you can quote me on this. It might take a couple years, but um, I think that we're going to see a transformation where, because, I mean, I'm sure like right now, if you pull up Billboard Top 100, there's probably like, Three or four rock songs on there, and then two of them are probably more pop. Anyway, they're not even like real rock. Probably no guitars in it at all. Yeah. So I think that with what's going on in the world now, that we're going
0: to see a resurgence of. Going to get another them. Green Day political album.
1: Yeah, and then we'll have a lot of new bands coming out and old bands uh, doing their 10 year anniversary. And I think that I think it's going to be great for the genre of rock, and I'm, I'm excited for that. Maybe even angry hip hop will come back. So I think that, that mm-hmm. we're going to see a shift in music in the next couple years. So, um,
0: have you got to go to any uh, 10 year Ten year anniversary shows.
1: Um, my favorite band is a band called May. So yes, they had one last year. I went to that. Um, there was uh, I think it was two years ago. Jimmy Eat World. They did a ten year anniversary of their Futures album. I missed that one.
0: You missed oh uh, that. See, like everyone likes Bleed American by uh you meet world but yeah. futures is my favorite thing they've ever released
1: exactly mine too that's that's so funny you say that that is my favorite album i think i think they know that too because i don't did they have a 10-year anniversary for bleed american i don't even know if they did i don't remember i think i know i know they have one for futures so i, I you know if they're not doing one for that album then they obviously know that futures was the bigger year thing.
0: did bleed american come out do you remember
1: that's old man i don't know that's i, do you know I don't that? know that's that's actually before I was actually listening to them, so I can't even tell you. But um, but yeah, there's a lot of bands. And then Dashboard Confessionals back. Uh, uh, there's just a lot of a lot of bands are doing the ten year anniversary thing, and I think that's that's awesome. I I love that. It came I mean, out in two thousand
0: one. That might have been. I was
1: going to say that. I was going to guess two thousand one.
0: That was before bands did ten year anniversary tours. Yeah. So, but uh, I got to see Under Oath, because they did. Yes, they did. So they one. just did, well they kind of did the rebirth tour and like the kind of point of it because they never did one for the they're only chasing safety and they wanted to do one for Define the Great Line and of course Define the Great Line was like their huge hit. Yeah. And so they did that. So they played like they're only chasing Safety and Define the Great Line just front to back, front to back and uh yeah, it was a great show. And it yeah. was great cuz like they didn't have to do an encore cuz sometimes I go to shows and I'm just like i know they're gonna do an encore i'm just tired of waiting
1: <laughs> yeah no uh um that band is, is 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 awesome aaron gillespie is so good um so you're an ag fan i am an ag fan um i kind of missed the whole under bus i uh i definitely respect them and appreciate them mm-hmm. i'm a huge fan of him though yeah um uh the almost his solo stuff just everything he does he's like He's just a cool dude. Like he, he seems really genuine. Like mm-hmm. you don't really, you never can really know anybody that you've never met. But uh, just the interviews and things I've seen with him, he seems yeah. like a really genuine dude. Um, but uh, you just reminded me, uh, Reliant K, their their ten anniversary of uh, ten year anniversary of mm hmm. Yeah, they
0: didn't. That was when I was living in uh, Missouri, and so they, they didn't, didn't do, come through. Missouri. They didn't have a Kansas City or St. Louis or anything. Oh any, man! So was, I
1: went to the Nashville show. It was insane from uh, top to bottom. I think they did a couple new songs, and then they did the whole album from top to bottom, and people were just sk- singing at the top of their lungs for the whole 10, 12 songs, yeah, or whatever that's it
0: was. Their, like huge album. Yeah, yeah. Um, not my favorite all, of theirs. Too. That's
1: <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, I, I'll I'll agree with you on that. That's not my favorite of theirs, but it is the first one I started listening to mm-hmm. of them, and I definitely knew all the songs from top to bottom with uh you know with the with the rest of the crowd there, but um. Mm-hmm. It was really cool because uh, John Schneck came out and played a couple songs and oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, it w- it was awesome. That's I miss. I don't know, man. I, I miss bands. I think that because of this whole downfall of mm-hmm. the record industry, it's harder to support yourself as a band financially. So then you have a lot of these bands that are going down to one person or two people. Yeah, um, panicked at the disco. Yeah, yeah. Pa- <laughs> it's barely. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny you say that because I was talking to a friend and I said. Uh, they said why doesn't he just call himself brendan yuri and i'm like well i think marketing wise he's gonna he can make it better as is at the disco compared mm. to brendan yuri um i mean because you know he's the only one left and the sound if you listen to the five albums they've had it's completely different music you yeah. know uh with the first two compared to the, the most recent two but um but yeah man it's it's hard for bands to uh financially survive nowadays so you you, you do get a lot of bands that are just one or two people and it's 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 sad but at the, at the at the same time i'm glad bands at least they're continuing the music you know because mm-hmm. um, you know we we need that kind of stuff i mean pop music is great i love pop music as much as the next person but uh i think there, ne- there definitely needs to be diversity we mm-hmm. definitely need uh rock and hip-hop uh country whatever it just mm-hmm. it, it just shouldn't be just dominated by one thing
0: so yeah it's like bands are a lot harder to deal with
1: yeah 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 so i uh
0: easier going solo because you can just like hire a band and like yeah. someone's like i can't play with you anymore i'm like all right and get another member it's not a big speaking deal
1: speaking as a person who's kind of gone through that several times it's just bands are more fun man especially when you mm, find the yeah. right group of guys um i uh speaking of panic at the disco i, I wish they could have worked it out with uh ryan ross and those guys because i think ryan is so creative and i would have loved to have seen what a panic at the disco album would sound like today if ryan and brendan collaborated again but uh um, you know, I guess they had to go their separate ways. But that uh, my favorite album of theirs was pretty odd, and it was just so was a good. good. One. It was so deep, so mature, and uh, I love that. I think that Panic at the Disco and Fall Out Boy had a style where um, the main dude that was singing wasn't the dude that was writing the lyrics. And mm-hmm. I think that that's a really that's a really interesting thing because when I sit down and write songs with people, I'm usually writing a lot of the lyrics because um, I'm singing. But um, to have somebody else write the lyrics and you sing them is is crazy, and uh, it works so well for those yeah. two bands. And um, uh, yeah, I just uh, I really love that album. I got that on vinyl. That was before I even had a record player. I was just like, this is great, this is awesome. This band. That's is- the most tipster
0: thing to do is buy the vinyl and not even have a <laughs> that is like legit. I was
1: I was a yeah I was a teenager too. Like I didn't even know vinyl was coming back. I just bought it. I was like this this band is just everything. So. Mm um it's it's yeah
0: i wish i could have a time machine go back to uh early 2000s and then like get vinyls because that's when they were like cheap yeah because no one was into them anymore just because the cd was the main thing yeah and it was before illegally downloading music too yeah like where it was mainstream and like easy and so like yeah i want to go back get like all the vinyl i can get like
1: I wish I could go back in time too and tell my dad not to throw his vinyl away. Cause yeah, me too. He, he got rid did of that, he yes. got rid of his vinyl, and I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, I could be like using that now. And uh, <laughs> he didn't know it was coming back. And same happened with my wife, her dad, and her family. They got rid of their their stuff, and I'm like, mm-hmm. man, we could be like listening to those records now. And you know, we could buy them all back, but they're you know, <laughs> yeah. thirty, forty, fifty dollars. And
0: the best one, uh, the best vinyl I got, it was. Uh, the first pressing of uh Beach Boys Pet Sounds. It cost like thirty bucks. Wow. Like I got it out of my old record store when I lived in Missouri. But uh yeah, it's it was a good I, I really appreciate buying it.
1: We uh we do a lot of um of uh, thrift hunting for uh, uh, vinyl. And we'll go to the uh, the stores and we'll see stuff that's like 99 cents, a couple dollars. And we'll just kind of look at the covers, look at the genres, kind of do a little research. And then we'll just, we'll, sometimes we'll grab stuff we've never heard of and we'll just go home and check it out. And it's it's always an adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's, you know, it can be inspiring too for new songs and new song ideas. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely wish I could go back. It's kind of funny too, the cassette's coming back. And uh, yeah. that's, yeah, it's just... You never know what's going to happen. I don't I don't know if the CD will come back. That would be weird if it does, but Yeah,
0: because like what most people like I think a majority of it with the CD like what people would do is like they just put it on their computer. <laughs> yeah. And maybe yeah. like keep it in a CD player or... or
1: keep it in their car. Or
0: And that was yeah, and that was you like keep it on the computer and then since I think the iPod kind of changed that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It uh
0: and before people could like, play their iPod in their car or whatever, so mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But
0: yeah. Do you ever have like an iPod classic?
1: Uh, I still have an iPod classic. So I'm an old soul. I took forever to get an iPod because like you said earlier, I like CDs. I like the physical mm-hmm. um, disc. I like uh, being a songwriter as well. I like looking at the liner notes, see who wrote the song, yeah. who produced it, who um, uh, I like to look at the, 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 um, their thank yous. Um, just, uh, just everything. I like the artwork, especially the artwork. I love the artwork and the, um in the booklets, uh, so my favorite band may, um, they have a CD called the everglow and basically you, um, the booklet has a story that goes along with it and you just follow the main character from songs one to 12 as you're listening to the album. And, uh, I think that's genius. I think that, you know, music should be, uh, not just a, a, a journey for your ears, but it should be for your mind and your, all your senses. And, uh, mm. I think that's really cool. So, um, sometimes I think with the, uh, with the iPod and, uh, um, digital stuff, you kind of lose some of that, um, some of that, uh, that feeling. So I, I, I like physical, um, CDs as much as I can get them. So, um, but yeah, I still have an iPod classic. It took me a while to get one. So I'm always going to be behind yeah. <laughs> the curve. So maybe I'll be so far behind sooner or later that I'll be ahead. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, um, I just now started getting music on my phone, and uh, I, that's still weird to me. So, uh, I, I yeah, I, I like buying physical CDs and mm-hmm. um, as much as I can.
0: So. Yeah, I had to get like a sixty-four gig iPhone, so like I could yeah. hold okay. music. Yeah. yeah, and
1: then you know, and then you have demos and stuff of your own music that you get on there that too. So you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so
0: so yeah. So what's the favorite vinyl you own? Is that the favorite vinyl?
1: Um. What's funny is I actually don't own that on vinyl yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you have it on CD I, then, yeah. Yeah,
1: I have it on CD. I've been trying to get it on vinyl. It's so expensive. because, uh, And then it always sells out when they release it because they have different variants and different colors and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, favorite vinyl that I own? Hmm. Um, it might be that Panic! at the Disco one just because it was the first one I ever bought, and that CD is just still awesome to me, and they never, they never quite did anything like that since that album. Um, but... Uh, might also be same band May. Uh, um, it's called uh, Destination Beautiful, which is the CD before the one I was just talking about, and um, it's just one of those albums that you can listen to, uh, at night with the, you know when you're just, uh, feeling creative or right before bed or what have you. It's just a really chill, mellow, um, album, and uh, I really that's that's the kind of stuff that I really dig into. So. Yeah, probably that right now. Right. But
0: I think my favorite. I like I like the Beach Boys' Pet Sound, the one that was just because it was like a good yeah investment. Um, I think I, I listen to Sufjan Stevens' Carrie and Lowell a lot mm-hmm. at night. Like I just like yeah at night I just like put it on. So yeah. I'm pretty sure that's one of mine that's been played a lot. Yeah, it was a good investment too. Yeah, it was funny because like he recorded some of the songs just straight on his iPhone. Wow. And so like yeah, so it's like and I'm listening to it on like vinyl. So I'm like it's not even like. <laughs> Audio wise, like the most crisp album. Right, in the world. It's right. just like the vibe of it just screams it. Mm-hmm. All of his music basically screams vinyl. Yeah. I have, uh, yeah, I have Illinois, Carrie and Lowell, and Michigan, which, I mean, yeah, you'll know about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Michigan. You two are from, uh, the same city.
1: Uh, yeah, state. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, grew up, born and raised in, well, not born, but raised in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, hopefully that will seep into some of the new songs I'm writing about. But, um, yeah, uh, Detroit. Love Detroit. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. We'll talk about that after our break from our music sponsor. So uh, everyone stick around. Don't touch that dial. And uh, we're going to start talking about who David is as a human. So be careful. Did you know? This week's music sponsor is Timmy Two-Step. Timmy Two-Step, a.k.a. Tim Philippy, was on the show last week, and he is releasing a new album. He is coming back to playing music again, and he is getting back into it, and he is coming back with an all-acoustic album, One More Before the World Ends, and, and I am excited for you to listen to it. I've heard a bunch of songs on this already, and it is a great album for you. It came out today, so it is out now for you to listen to and out to go. Solo artist Tim Phillippe. Check out this song called When We're I Old. I finally hold
2: you in my arms. Oh, I promise this will never fade. Because when we're old, I'll kiss every wrinkle on you.
0: being our musical sponsor this week if you are an artist who wants to be featured as the musical artist of the week music sponsor of the week you can email the schwedcast at gmo.com for further info and how we can get you set up to be on an episode so let's get on with the show all right and we're back and i'm still here with david he did not leave at all while you were listening to that song from our sponsor so you're from okay so you grew up in detroit right
1: Right, I grew up in Detroit, I uh, stayed there till I was about 18, and then uh, after that I moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and stayed there for a few years before moving here to Nashville.
0: Okay, yeah, my friend uh, Josh Casey, shout out to Josh, he's from, he went to uh, high school in Tulsa. Nice, yeah. So what? how old are you then?
1: <laughs> I am 29. 29, oh wow, yeah, you look I'm, a lot
0: younger than that. Yeah,
1: thank you, hopefully that pans out when I'm playing shows for all the young kids, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I have one, one good year left, but... um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, uh, it's kind of funny you say that though, cause I don't really ever feel like I'm 29. I feel yeah. like I have a long ways to go and, uh, most of my friends are younger. I think that wow, keeps you me have, young too.
0: You could have actually known Josh. <laughs> maybe. Do you know Josh Casey? Uh,
1: the name doesn't sound familiar, but I, I'm, I might have, we might have, you know, been in the same circles.
0: Yeah. He's but. like, yeah, he's 30. So yeah. Okay. I was like, you two would have known each other. Yeah.
1: But I don't really hang out with people my age, so maybe not.
0: <laughs> so you more like, confer- like say you're from Detroit.
1: Uh yeah. Um yeah, I mean I I actually I, I always say both. Um I grew up in Detroit, but I think a lot of the uh, foundational stuff that is placed in me came from being in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of where I decided to become a musician and and really start pursuing that aspect of my life and uh so I I, I definitely always mention both of those when I mm-hmm. when people ask me where I'm from.
0: Yeah, I have the same situation cuz it's like where do you say like your home is cuz like I grew up, I spent like 13 years of my life in Kansas, mm-hmm. but I spent 10 years in missouri and mm-hmm. then now i'm here and so it's like well i'm technically from kansas lived in missouri for 10 years six years in one town four years for college or another right and so it's like it's so weird to like tell because like everyone from nashville is just from somewhere else like right. no one is we're actually, all transplants yeah not a lot of unicorns here like, yeah <laughs> and so it's like how do you tell people so you probably have the same struggle i do
1: yeah and then you know so i have family in in both places and i go visit both places so uh mm-hmm. i i, I both actually i consider both of those places home so mm-hmm. um shout out to detroit shout out to tulsa i, I love i love both both cities detroit so,
0: yeah so so, so yes yeah, so yeah i know sue on Stu- stuffy on Sufion stevens yeah he's from there so yeah, yeah. wrote a whole album about michigan <laughs>
1: yeah it's um yeah, Detroit, it, it, there's definitely a resurgence in Detroit. There's definitely mm-hmm. a, a renaissance uh, period coming and a rebirth. So, um, but yeah, um, it's it's definitely, it's cool because uh, Detroit um, versus Tulsa versus Nashville, there's a lot of similarities that people wouldn't realize, but then there's mm-hmm. a lot of differences. So it's, uh, you know, it, it's good for conversation because I meet a lot of people that are from completely different places than me, but, um, you know, just having the background of, Tulsa and Detroit, I can kind of relate to different people in different ways. Um, so, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The, so, Su- Sufyan, he's pretty popular there. I'm just like...
1: You're all in Sufyan.
0: I'm sorry. I'm just like, yeah, going on. Actually,
1: right? what's funny is I hadn't heard of him until I moved to Tulsa. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I'm sure he is. But, uh, yeah, no, I actually hadn't heard of him until then. So, what's funny is um, while I was in Detroit, I wasn't really a big... Uh, fan of rock music so yeah. i didn't really know of anybody in the any rock artists, yeah. <laughs> really uh except for lincoln park so <laughs> <laughs> that that was it
0: lincoln park oh yeah. my gosh Yeah.
1: <laughs> lincoln park was the only acceptable one because they had rap so you yeah. could listen to that in detroit but every, every everything else <laughs> no you you could not listen to so
0: yeah so yeah because i know in kansas city like you have tech nine he's from there and you have David Cook. He's from there, but do you mean David Cook hasn't like done anything in years?
1: David Cook was the one on American Idol? Yeah. 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 So he was
0: a yeah, and he was from like a suburb. Actually, yeah. they're both living in like, the same suburb, Blue Springs, so okay. shout yeah. out to Blue Springs, Missouri. <laughs> Does uh, Did David Cook live in Tulsa for a little bit? or Actually, I think he did live in Oklahoma. Oh,
1: okay, yeah. He might have been there so, right around the time right before I got there because I remember hearing about him. So it's really it's funny because the
0: Applebee's and, <laughs> and Blue Springs has like David Cook on the wall. is like, yeah, not anyone really knows him anymore.
1: Yeah, I think what's funny you say that, I think he's actually on tour right now. I think I just was scrolling on Instagram or something and saw his name just the other day. Uh, I don't remember who he was on tour with. I don't know if it was Safety Suit or somebody, but he's on tour now too. So I think that's cool. Um that people can uh you know uh you know, they can be on one of those shows like American Idol or The Voice or something mm-hmm. and still have a long lasting career after that. But you like know, Kelly people,
0: Clarkson, like she's still going strong.
1: Yeah, like but but um uh, but yeah, but like I'm saying though, like people that are lesser known can still have careers you know mm. as as well you know
0: it's funny me and david cook actually went to the same college so nice, nice. so yeah Small that's like world. the only like normal person who's been to my like d2 school in nice. missouri uh
1: while i was in tulsa um brian tedder from one republic went to the same college my sister went to okay um and a lot of people i'm affiliated with go to went to that school too so um that's kind of cool too that's a good like, thing though because he's yeah, like yeah he's one of my influences i look up to that guy that i kind of want to be like him i think if i could pick a couple songwriters i would like to be like it'd be him uh mixed with john Foreman, maybe a uh a bruno mars and um uh maybe like a glenn hansard if i could mesh those four guys together that would be who i would want to (laughs) be
0: bruno mars is not bruno mars ryan tedder he's like he's written so much music on the radio
1: yeah it's 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 insane i think that um that's another way he helps fund his career, you know, because I think that, sure, one Republic probably makes lots of money, mm-hmm. but I think that the fact that he's getting money from all those other, um, artists he's written for is also helping him as well. Cause I think, you know, I think there's a myth that, you know, all these guys are, you know, making so much money out there, but they're probably not making as much as we all think. But I think, you know, you have to have a side hustle like Ryan, um, writing for other people to, mm-hmm. to, you know, make that money. But, um yeah he's man, he's such an influence for me it's 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 yeah, uh, yeah it's cool,
0: and like I'm like I'm at a point where I'm like, I can tell when he writes a song like, yeah, he wrote this co wrote the song or whatever, yeah,' just like, yeah, he's so so talented, okay, so we're talking Detroit to Tulsa, and so that's when you started doing music when you were in Tulsa,
1: yeah, um, I got to Tulsa in I think two thousand seven, and as soon as I got there, I was just like, all right, let's just do this, and uh what's funny is that uh so i graduated when i graduated high school in detroit my last couple years being there um i kind of knew i wanted to do rock music but um <laughs> a funny story i was in a uh a boy band r&b oh group. that
0: sound that's so cool actually. i was <laughs>
1: i was in i was in one of those for briefly for a little bit in uh junior year senior year and uh and this is funny like i, I don't know sometimes i think that there's stuff that's implanted in in us that we don't actually know what it is until, you know, as it, until it manifests later. Mm-hmm. But when I was in that group, I kind of started taking the songwriter role and, um, I was supposed to be writing music. We could dance to sing to, you know, choreograph steps and all that. And, uh, I started writing these songs that were, um, a little deeper than the stuff that would actually work for what we were doing. Um, So uh, I was like, well, this isn't going to work for, I can't, I can't dance to this song, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that uh, that's kind of when I realized, Oh, maybe this is the wrong genre that I'm writing for. Maybe this is for rock. Uh, And then, but I had no outlet for rock in Detroit. So um, when I moved to Tulsa, I was just like, okay, well let's try it out. I couldn't play an instrument, couldn't do anything, Mm -hmm. had no contacts, had nothing. And I kind of just started making friends and and learning things and uh, yeah, Tulsa was when I first started getting into rock. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that's cool. Yeah. yeah,
0: they have a like a good music scene in Tulsa. I think
1: that Tulsa is uh, it's it's on the come up. Um, they I think Tulsa just needs to. Um, uh, they just need to band together and kind of you know like in Nashville here we have a, a lot of camaraderie and people rooting for one another I think mm-hmm. Tulsa just needs that there's so many great musicians there um, and so many so much opportunity um, it's just they just need to have some of that camaraderie that we have here in Nashville but yeah there's a really cool underground scene there really cool indie scene there uh, a lot of singer songwriters are super talented as well mm-hmm. um, so yeah I just there there's a i don't know i just felt alive there there was, there was so much inspiration there for me and it was it was great to really start my career there um and uh in Tulsa so
0: yeah that's good yeah uh cuz a lot of music scenes are dying uh yeah. in most places so like there's a small town in Missouri where my parents still live and they actually have like a decent music scene like the music venues are like cool and it's yeah. like it's a little more like indie and a little bit more well, like, the way they do themselves a little more punk, mm-hmm. <laughs> not, like, punk music, but, like, how punk shows used to be. Yeah. They still do that, and, like, yeah, it's so easy. Yeah, you just talk to them and stuff like that. It's so easy. Well, like, when I was in... So, now, there, now it's a lot. So, it was, like, when I was in high school, like, early, it was pretty big, and then when I started out, it was pretty big, and then it just died out, and, it, like, they tried to do, like, weird hippie music where, like, trash cans or drums, and like yeah. and, like, it went downhill from there, and then... <laughs> I played a show there last year because they had, like, a festival and they invited me or something like that. And, like, it was, like, so much fun. Like, everyone was, like, people actually, like, were excited to see you play. And I was, like, last time I played here, it was, like, people were just, like, so stuck up and, like, mm-hmm. So, like, there's a resurgence going where, like, I used to live. Yeah. So, that's really cool. But it's, like, a small town. And it was, like, middle nowhere Missouri. So, it's, like, a good stop for, like, if you're, like, an up-and-coming band, it's, like, a really good stop. because yeah. it's like, they don't get a lot of music and you could easily convince people to show up. Yeah. So Yeah. So I'm glad so Tulsa's it's still going pretty good.
1: Yeah, there's yeah, there's lots of things going on there and I think that uh, you know, in the next five, ten years is gonna be one of the the places to go to be for music. Um it's just they people just like I said, people just need to root for one another and just come together and just work together and um uh, you know, if you're in Tulsa, keep doing music, man. Mm-hmm. You you guys are, uh, I, I, I honestly, I love living there. I was, I would go back there in a heartbeat, but, um, you know, I'm here in Nashville. So. <laughs> yeah. When did
0: you decide to up and come to Nashville? When was like the decision?
1: So I had been toying with it for over a year. Um, and it was a big commitment, a big step. And it, it was, uh, I think that a lot of people moved to Nashville with a, uh, kind of a, uh, a false, um, perspective of what it really is um a lot some people think it's just for country musicians and that's mm-hmm. not true and some people think that you know your dreams can be met and made and you know in a day and that's not true either um so uh it was uh it was it was it was a um, it was a it was a it was a long thought process a long a lot of praying seeking and asking questions to different people and whatnot but what really happened was i was uh working with a producer named chris mcleod in Tulsa, and then he and his family moved out here to Nashville, and um, we were like in the middle of a project, so I still had a few songs to finish, and we hadn't finished them, so originally I came out here to visit a couple times just to finish those songs, and then um, I just decided, I was like, okay, so... I'm gonna move here for just a couple months, finish these songs, and then go back. And then I, uh, what happened was, I just never went back. <laughs> <laughs> you just stayed. Yeah, I just stayed. That's I, I fell in love. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, but yeah, and shout out to Chris McLeod because uh, if it wasn't for him, I, I probably wouldn't be here. But um, I, I definitely, uh, it was definitely, it was, it was definitely hard to just get up and, and and leave everything you know mm-hmm. and, and pretty much be by yourself because i wasn't staying with him he had a family so um I, you know i was here without pretty much knowing anybody and just kind of just uprooted my whole life and just came out so um yeah that's so that's that's what happened and then uh
0: yeah I feel like that's everyone has that to just uproot their life move here
1: yeah um but uh I, and i think that with a lot of people is that uh I think there's a, there's a, a, a year timestamp, a year and a half timestamp for a lot of people. I've seen, so I've been here almost five years. This summer would be five years. And uh, I've seen a lot of my friends come and go. And they've always come and gone within that first year, year and a half, less than two year mark. And I think that if I could say anything to the people that are thinking about moving to Nashville, it's just just get through that, get through your uh, get through your second year. Just network and just work hard and work harder than hard. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of people, like I said, have that false uh, mentality that, you know, you're going to be a star in a day. <laughs> it, uh, it takes a lot of hard work to make it here in Nashville. And actually, it might take more. It, it probably takes more work than it would have taken in your smaller town. But I think the payoff is greater yeah. uh, here. So there's a lot of... Like I said, there's a lot of competition here because there's a lot of people that are just so great and doing this and I've been doing it for years. But uh, like I said, there, there, there's a lot of camaraderie here too. People are rooting for one another, helping one another, yeah. networking and whatnot. But it, it does take a lot, a lot, a lot of hard work. So mm, Yeah. Uh, just do
0: you believe in like the you get a big break or do you believe in like you have to work hard to get what you want?
1: Um, I think you have to work hard and, and be smart and be aware. I think that a lot of my friends and... uh Uh, One of the things I'm trying to be better at is, especially if I call somebody my my true friend, is being honest with them about the stuff that they could do better at. I think that, you know, a lot of um, my peers, uh, you know, especially when you ask a non-musician, hey, what do you think of my music, you know, or whatever, they'll they'll say, oh, yeah, it's awesome. But I think when you ask a musician friend, they'll be like, oh, yeah, your music is good. Um, You know, maybe your mix could be better or, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe you should market yourself this way or... um, or that way or whatever. And I think that uh, a lot of people, I think a lot of us are good. I think that um, I think that the problem with a lot of artists is that they don't work to get better. I think that they think that what they put out is the best thing ever. And then they just kind of leave it at that. And then, you know, a couple years go by and they wonder why they haven't grown their fan base. Why things mm-hmm. haven't happened for them. And I think that with that, with working hard... Mm-hmm awareness also has to come into play too you have to realize what's working for you what's not what your areas of opportunity are what your strengths are and I think that um so no I don't I don't believe in a big break I believe in working hard and um and then and progressing I think that uh um if you're you know if you're doing the same thing for two years and you see no growth then maybe you need to change up the formula and uh I think that success here is is definitely attainable I think that just a lot of people um, mm-hmm. just kind of get stuck in their ways and their and their formats and um, aren't, aren't willing to uh, change because I mean the music industry is changing every day yeah. you know so us artists we have to be willing to adapt to what's going on and you know have a good team around us so oh
0: definitely yeah so I think I mean, yeah I was talking to a friend yesterday and we yeah the nice thing about Nashville is like everyone at least like wants to work together and help each other right or yeah. like in la it's like every man for himself. Yeah. Almost. It's more, I think i may be more acting yeah. Role because like, you know, music, like you can, like, you don't have to, it's not a competition with music where right. acting, it kind of is.
1: Yeah. There's one role and one guy gets it and that's it.
0: Where it's like, when you see, like we find something online like someone has an ad, like, Hey, I need like a, a banjo player or something like that. And I'll be like, Hey, I know a banjo player. And I'll like I tag him, Hey, check him out or yeah. something like that. Cause right. that's easy. It's just like, yeah, not working, and it was like so. Like with like acting, it's just like, hey, I need this female actor, or like if I'm, a, I need a male actor. I'm like, I'm a male actor. I'm not gonna help my friend. I'm gonna get this. You know, yeah, exactly. So I, I, it might just be an acting thing, and that's why LA Maybe. is a little more, yeah, rough. But
1: and then you know, with this whole co-writing culture here in Nashville, which is awesome. I've met so many friends through different music opportunities and things like that. And uh, you know, with co-writing, we we help one another out. And then you know, say we write a, a super a hit pop song or whatever, then we, you know, we all reap the benefits of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely a lot more uh, people working together here in Nashville. Yeah. I appreciate that. So. Yeah, I
0: know. Nashville's
1: great.
0: Yeah. you favorite uh, food spot here? Um,
1: <laughs> oh, Confession, I'm not really... I want to be someone that ventures out and, and, and finds <laughs> all the cool places, but um, I'm still... I still haven't done all that, uh, much of that, but uh, the pharmacy is a really cool burger place here that everybody likes. Uh, they have their own custom sauces and, and, and sodas and whatnot that they have. Um, it's it's a really cool uh, burger joint. Um, I think it's... Uh, and then there's Edley's, uh, Edley's oh, Barbecue. Yeah. Uh, um, that's a really cool place. Um, and then... Uh, uh, when you if you move to nashville you'll be probably very familiar with the frothy monkey that's like the the first hangout spot that a lot of the new to nashville people come to and then uh once you're more seasoned in nashville you'll probably go to crema a lot but
0: that's crema's my shop yeah
1: so uh those are some of the 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 spots to to hit i think the cool thing about nashville too is places are always coming up you know uh popping up out of nowhere like oh hey where did this new place come from Mm so um there's there's so much growth in nashville there's there's a lot of people here too. Don't 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 get it twisted. The traffic here <laughs> kind of sucks, but uh, there's a, there's definitely a lot of cool spots to hit, eat and drink and all that.
0: So yeah. Uh- it's funny because like some people are like oh Nashville traffic's not that bad cuz if you're from LA everyone's like yeah if you're or from like LA, Atlanta like they're just like no, no.
1: I, yeah I told somebody that the other day I was like yeah Atlanta's way worse like if if on a scale of 1 to 10 you, you give Nashville like a 6.5 or 7 Atlanta's yeah. definitely a, probably an 8 or 9 and then LA is probably a 10 but um yeah it, it can get bad but Atlanta I went there I've been there on like a weekend I'm like what is going on like it's just traffic everywhere in there Maybe because I'm not from there, but it seemed like they were a lot more, uh, a lot less forgiving when it came to like merging and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like there's just so, <laughs> it's just, it's just chaotic. Someone, but.
0: someone told me it was like, you have to also drive stupid to even get to where you need to be in Atlanta. It's like, like, <laughs> probably. It's like if you try to drive like a normal human being, like you're going to take forever to get anywhere.
1: Yeah, and I think what's funny too is like we were talking about Detroit earlier, a, lo- a lot of population has left Detroit, but I think a lot of them ended up in Atlanta. So <laughs> you get uh, whoever was in Atlanta in the last 10 years, plus you know 50% of Detroit is there now too, and some other cities as well probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Atlanta is overwhelmingly crowded, so
0: nice thing about national traffic though is that like if you need to merge like it's like people are just so nice about it yeah like that's why i love like first move here i'm like oh this is nice and then you let people merge and then i tried to drive to go see my family and i drove through st louis and i'm like trying to merge and like the people aren't letting me and i forgot that like oh yeah this st louis is a lot like worse place to drive through yeah. i'm just like come on like why are y'all like being the worst drivers i'm like oh yeah because this is nashville
1: (laughs) and i I think the another cool thing about the nashville traffic is it's usually isolated it's usually going one way one direction or it's usually all coming toward nashville or um especially during like the rush hours but like when you get out to the other cities the murphys boroughs and the Mm -hmm. Smyrna's and all that there's not as much traffic at all so it's really just in Nashville um mm-hmm. so once you branch out a little bit it's further, always
0: what I've noticed it's always from in the morning it's Murfreesboro to Nashville and yeah it's like I feel like that's just like the worst part
1: yeah I, I used to have to I used to have a day job out there and it was technically speaking I, it was a 30 minute drive but it could be anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half Two hours to even get there some days because of the traffic in the morning mm-hmm. it's just crazy
0: yeah i was like that sounds awful to me yeah. just like you have to sit in traffic because it's only yeah it's only like a 30 minute drive to the city mm-hmm. so like yeah i would hate that
1: yeah What's funny, though, is in, in Tulsa, we had a lot of uh, toll roads, you know, where you have to pay to get from one city to the next. I think if Nashville implemented something like that, one, people would be upset, but two, they would make a lot of money because there's a lot of people. Yeah,
0: here. they'd have to do it, just that area.
1: Yeah, yeah. And make
0: traffic ten times worse, I think.
1: Yeah, but I, when I was at the DMV a couple months ago, they said uh, that on average, 100 people move here a day and that's, that's insane. That's, people? Wow. yeah, that's, that's crazy, but, and they're probably talking about the metro Nashville area, but uh, that's, that's, that's a lot of people,
0: so. Yeah, someone, I was talking to someone uh, a couple weeks ago and I was just, she was like, How, when did you move here? I'm like, oh, like last June. And so she was just like, oh, so you're one of those new people who keep driving on the road and making us all angry. I'm like, well, technically you can't be angry at me for being new here because I'm actually here for, like, a career in music, not because, like, I just think Nashville is trendy.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, a lot of uh, my friends that probably, that are, you know, that grew up here in Nashville or been here for a long time. They're like, Hey, stop moving to Nashville. Blah, blah, blah. Our city is crowded. I'm, I'm the complete opposite. I'm like, come on, man, bring it.
0: I, I like, mean, I don't mind it. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. Like, like property just, values are going up. So now like we have to pay more in rent or whatever. That's true. That's but my I, least favorite thing where everything else I'm fine with. So you're married. That's
1: yes, I am married. Um, this two months in a couple months I will have, I will have, uh, we will have been married for one year. So this is nice. our first year of marriage. So this is this is awesome. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> Cool. Uh, so yeah, one year, uh, how'd you two meet?
1: Well, uh, when I first moved here, I was working a, a retail job to pay the bills, and um, uh, I had to go to this one store to train for my job, and uh, my uh, wife worked there, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, long story short, we ended up dating, and um, she stuck with me all these years, so <laughs> here we are. But uh, yeah, she's it's awesome, because um, she's super supportive of what I do and what mm-hmm. I want to do and i think that's 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 important and that's uh, not necessarily hard to find but it, it can be it can be a struggle you know mm. to be an artist and have somebody that's not that doesn't completely understand it but supports you so
0: yeah that's what when i was in missouri like trying to date it was like i'm like cuz I was more like i'm really serious about like what i'm doing in this music thing this isn't just like a hobby or anything yeah. and that kind of like the girls thought it was cool that, you like, you're a musician, though. But, like, when like, you get down to it, like, you think about, like, this is their career. They're what yeah. they do. And so, yeah. like, a lot of them don't, aren't into that. Here, it's just a little bit easier just because, like, yeah. everyone's a musician. Pe-
1: people get it. Yeah. You just,
0: uh, yeah. That's what, so, like, dating, I swear, like, dating here is a little bit easier. I haven't really been successful yet here, but...
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, keep at it. You'll yeah, get I mean, there. Like, but, um, no, it's funny because <laughs> I've had a few girls over the years uh, that would, um... I say, hey, yeah, I wanna be a musician and they kind of they talk down to me about it and they're like, Oh yeah, that's cool or that's cute and blah 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 and I'm like, uh, after a while I kinda of realized as soon as they said that, I was like, Oh, this isn't the girl for me, because they don't completely get mm-hmm. it. So um yeah, it's it's definitely when you find someone that can understand that, it's definitely um definitely a huge, a huge thing for sure.
0: One thing I loved moving here was that like So, like, when I, like, was getting this apartment that we're in recording right now, I was just, like, they were just, like, all right, so what's your career? I'm, like, I'm a musician. And typically, if you did that in Kansas City, like, they would be, like, denied. And here they're just, like, all right <laughs> yeah like i love that aspect just like you think i can actually make enough money doing music to be able to pay my rent here yeah So you think i'm a good enough tenant to do that that yeah. like cracks me up
1: yeah i actually didn't get a job before back um in the day because they i told him i was a musician and i mean i can't prove that i didn't get the job because of that but his the, the guy who was interviewing me his his whole demeanor just changed so i was like oh well uh you know that there goes that job but uh here like i said they you know they're just so understanding of that and this, there's a whole culture here that, you know, that that thrives off of musicians. So yeah, it's 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 definitely it's it's like a whole different world here. I, I love it. So mm-hmm. yeah, so
0: yeah, girls here are easy to date if you're a musician.
1: Yeah, um, for sure. I think that uh like you said, in those other towns, sometimes they kind of think that's cool or you know whatever, whatever. But then they're like, okay, so what are you gonna do for a career? And we're like, uh, music. And they're like, yeah, oh, and it's well. like when
0: they want to because. Not, like, trying to diss all women out there, but there's a lot of women out there whose, like, main purpose in life is to become a mom, you know? Yeah. They, like, that's what they want to do with their lives, which I'm like, <laughs> it's nothing wrong with that, I yeah, don't think. Um, and there's some guys out there who's just like, I want to be a dad. Like, that's my main career, girl, so I'm just going to work, like, this boring 9-to-5 job and, yeah. like, just do that and then have a family and, like, this is what will make me happy with yeah. my life. And then there's, like, you know, musicians, like, and, like, we're like, that's not what I want to be doing. That's not what's going to be making me, like happy with life like what i want to do is like take risks and do something creative like that like yeah. that's not gonna what is going to fulfill me yeah in this world
1: i think the hard part for me is i'm trying to do it all
0: <laughs> yeah
1: I I, I I want the family and i also want the music so i think so far i've done a good job of kind of navigating is is and I don't want to say it's two separate lives because it isn't. I uh but I've it's 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 been tough to sometimes have a day job and then have music as well. So I feel like I in an essence I have two jobs mm-hmm. and um to you know be married and you know sooner or later one day we'll have kids. And to also do music but there are guys that are out there doing it successfully I uh, you know I watched the uh, switchfoot fading West documentary and those guys are are, are doing it successfully so um, that's those are people I look up to in, in that aspect but um, but yeah you're right man it it, it is uh, it is weird I, I can't I can never see myself um, being somebody that you know, doesn't take risks and uh mm. just has the uh you know I I can still have a boring job as long as I'm doing music as well um you know mm. I still have goals of touring and and releasing music and all that so um I'm still right now trying to navigate how all that can work with uh with a wife and 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 you know future family but um but yeah I I totally get what you're saying there's there's people that that's just the road they take and then then the rest of us there's people that um want to take risks and you know kind of not be tied down to anything. But, uh, you know, me, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm kind of doing a little bit yeah. of both.
0: <laughs> so. Trying to do, like, music, yeah. That's yeah. But my main goal, yeah, you know, try to get, like, yeah, try to not be, like, miserable all the time. At, like, yeah. some 9 yeah. to 5. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm like, yeah. I was like, yeah, it's weird. I had a conversation with my mom. She's was just like, you know, some people, like, that's the life they want, but that's not the one I want. No. Yeah. She was, like, just very understanding about that.
1: Yeah, I think there's positives to both. I think a lot of people with the nine to five um, jobs, they at least have some financial security. Mm-hmm. You know, their life might be quote unquote boring, but then some of us musicians, we have the the cool, um, mm-hmm. you know, the cool life without the, the security, without the yeah yeah. Some if you're a musician, sometimes your uh, financial security isn't always there. You know, <laughs> you're you're having to go from session to session, gig to gig, and trying to make sure to, mm-hmm. how to string all the funds together. Yeah. And some people are really good at it, and some people aren't as good. So you know. Mm-hmm. but uh, I think there there's positives and negatives to both for sure yeah. I so. think,
0: yeah just you know I don't know yeah are your parents understanding with the whole music they've
1: uh, <laughs> they've come along um, I'll definitely say so um, growing up in Detroit like I said the big genre of music there is definitely hip hop and, and was R&B when I was there so when I moved to Tulsa, which I moved with my parents, they were also living in Tulsa, and I kind of told them I wanted to do rock. They kind of gave me the whole, the same, uh, the same spiel that a lot of the girls would, you know, that mm. I was trying to date there. It's like, oh, that's cool, that's cute, blah, blah, blah. What's your career going to be? And I think over the years they've seen how serious I am and uh, they uh, have kind of come to terms with it. And uh, But they're supportive. I don't think they quite 100% get what I'm doing. Uh, it's not necessarily their, their brand of music, whatever genre I'm doing. I don't think it's their 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 their, their taste. But um, they are, yes, they're 100% supportive of me now. Um, they just recently, last year, a few months back, was the first time they'd ever seen me play full band with um they see me play acoustic maybe once but this is the first time they've ever seen me play like a full band at a show with a bunch of people and different other In you know like a, a, a well-organized um show so uh it was cool to kind of do that and have them you know have some validation you know that you know what i've been, of what i've been doing that it's uh what i'm supposed to be doing but mm-hmm. um yeah, so yeah, it's it's and and I um I can relate with uh any you know I'm not a parent yet, but any parent whose kid does something that's a little bit different than what they thought they would do or out of the norm, because yeah. I definitely branched out. I'm like the only one in my family or in my circle of of people that I grew up with, pretty much, that's doing what I'm doing. So, uh, it it yeah, so it, it takes it takes uh yeah they, they, my parents definitely they love me overwhelmingly and i'm I'm thankful for them for allowing me to do what i do and to be so supportive of something they don't completely understand so yeah
0: yeah so is that like the moment when they saw your full band that kind of like clicked with them it's like yeah this is i think I, they're really on board com- like 100 percent
1: yeah it was it was weird because um so my parents were there and then my wife's parents were there and that was the first time my wife's parents mm-hmm. had also heard me play and uh you know there's so much going on after a show you don't always have time to talk to people and um so we're going back to the car and uh it just kind of hit me that oh we, they haven't said anything about the show or how how it was and you know so i started talking and then uh they stopped me and said oh your show was great you guys were amazing blah 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 and i kind of just hit me it was like oh wow it it was one of those moments where it was just like okay um the people who i love the most are supportive of what i'm doing and they think i'm actually good at what mm-hmm. i'm doing so um yeah i think that that was a huge moment for me in my life so
0: i think my parents i think like it's been like going up to percent i think they're now at 100 percent. so i think if when it first got over like 50 percent, i think i did a show i didn't it wasn't even really a show i was just basically doing loud music in a like a little it was like this ice cream place when i lived in missouri and so like people would just like shout out requests to me like what they want me to play and i would just go ahead and play it they're like I didn't know you knew this many songs. <laughs> so, like, that uh, was up there for them. And I think uh went up to, like, maybe 80% once I got into, like, music school and college. And then I think, uh, I think it gradually went up to 100%. I think after I released my comeback... Because I did, like, a reboot of my music, so I think once I released that album, I think they... Started, now I'm here. I think they're finally at 100%. So, they haven't, they've always been, like, supportive. Like, they've always helped me with, like, my guitar lessons and stuff like that. But I think, yeah, it's now at 100%.
1: Yeah, I think, um, (laughs) I was talking to my wife, and we kind of, when we have kids, we kind of expect them to be musicians just because Mm -hmm. there's so much art and, and, uh, and that kind of thing flowing through my veins and her veins but i think with us it'll be kind of the opposite if our kids decide to be an engineer or something we'll be like (laughs) we'll have to be supportive of them in that aspect because we we almost expect them to be a singer songwriter guitar session guitarist or something but um so yeah i'm gonna have to keep that in mind for what my uh, parents (laughs) went through but what's what's funny now is (laughs) a lot of my family look up to me now in a a weird kind of way uh they think like you know my younger cousins and stuff think I'm like the coolest one and doing stuff that uh you know then and I just followed my heart I just you know just uh kind of had to break out and do my own thing and even when there wasn't much support to do it yeah uh, I had to kind of do it you know with no support a little support and uh and you know sticking through it, it kind of it panned out and worked for me and where everybody came around, so mm. it yeah it was it was definitely hard, but it was definitely worth it, so
0: all right, yeah, yeah. so that's good, yeah, I'm glad I think yeah, my family thinks I'm cool i have a uh, couple cousins they think yeah. they're uh like seventeen, they think I'm really cool you know, yeah like, they don't of, even I don't think they know me as well as they think they do, yeah, you kinda of
1: get you <laughs> kind of get idolized when you come to Nashville like they just think I'm this dude that's, that's doing all these, uh, amazing things. Like I'm on tour 24 seven and doing all this (laughs) stuff. And while life isn't like that yet, I think that hopefully someday it will be, but it's, it's, it's just funny that, um, the thing that you were kind of, uh, I won't say teased, but the, the thing that they didn't understand before is now the thing that they like about you most. So it's just funny how life works in that way. But, um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, it it, it it's uh, you know if I could tell anything to the the kids or young people or even adults out there out that are listening, it's just uh, you know if you're convicted to do something, just go for it. I mean, you know, there's always gonna be people that kind of uh, have that are naysayers, haters, or whatever you want to call them. They're just gonna hate. That yeah, that are just gonna say negative things about it. But if you have the conviction for it, then go for it. You know, put in the work, um, dream big, and make plans and do things. So. um
0: yeah. What was this funny thing I saw is, like, what people think musicians do backstage, and it's, like, doing cocaine with, like, strippers, and, like, yeah. what, they, what they actually do backstage is, like, they're all on, like, a couch, just so like, on their phone. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that's funny, you know, um, there's a lot of work that goes into this stuff, mm-hmm. so.
0: Yeah, but. so, yeah, I think we're uh, about to be at the end of our show. Uh okay. Do you have any last words, anything to check out, or anything? Um no
1: i don't no music yet um music will be coming soon and so yeah I'll, we'll get you back on the show yes yeah, so i'll be back when i have something to promote but uh yeah last words i will just say anybody listening just go forward with whatever your dreams are dream big work hard make plans see them through cool yeah
0: thank you david thanks for coming on the show we'll be glad to see you again when you get some music going yes, and we'll thank see you, uh, Sam. we'll get you back and uh thank you all for listening today thank you to our sponsors and uh Remember, you can always uh, check out anything you want. Like and subscribe and uh, write a review. And, uh, you know, check out more at And like always, remember to stay awesome.